Hey, so uh, since we were on here last, uh, I also got us uploaded to Apple Podcasts. So I hear that 60% of all podcasts are listened to or consumed on Apple Podcasts. So we're now on Apple Podcasts. So if you're watching this on Facebook Live, uh, open up. If you have an iPhone, open up your uh, podcast app. Uh, look for Small Talk and you'll see, see it there. I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast there. And uh, it's also on Spotify. I uploaded this to YouTube as well, so you can find it on YouTube. And, uh, and in my website as well, I got that going this week, georgesmallstick.com. Reggie, you saw my website. What was the first thing you said when you saw my website? Do you remember? A uh, bit of arrogance. Yeah, you know, I love myself or something like you that. You love you some you, I tell you well, that. Everybody's got to, everybody's got to. Well, we've talked about this before, though. Like, <laughs> you know, you and I, we travel around, we do training, and we watch a lot of people toot their own horns. Yeah. You know, I don't think you and I are all that good at tooting our own horns. We yeah, have really a point. And so, so, so there's, there's like frustration sometimes that builds when you see like contract after contract going to people who toot their own horns. And at some point you're like, toot, toot. You absolutely, you got to get in the game, man. It's going to run right over you. Yeah. So, uh, hey, Mess, what have you been doing to uh, pass the time? Uh, you know, I had surgery on my back. So, you know, you, you saw me down in Mississippi when I was a little hobble. I'm moving yeah. better now, brother. Walking, that, well, I didn't do it today. I just sat out in the sun, but a uh, half hour walks, man, with no assistance, just walking around yeah. the yard. I got a pretty big yard. What what's what, what was that movie character that uh, was all hunchback like the hunchback in Notre Dame? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what you look like you look like a six eleven, black hunchback in Notre Dame. That's what you looked like, dude. That was really. <laughs> nice. Trust me, uh, it was a rough thing. I wasn't six eleven. I'm more like five eight. But I, I'm I'm moving now. That. And reading books. I read that book you, you told me about. Oh, I hadn't read it, but I'm reading um, The Moral Landscape. Yeah. Um, there's a book called Hatred. And I, I really like that one because it's talking about what leads people to hate and, and how hate translates into violence. So it is pretty interesting. How how hate translates where? What'd you say? Into violence. How, how it manifests into violence. Hatred. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm right now. I'm reading uh, Jersey Brothers. I just started that. It's pretty good. I uh, I just finished Hillbilly Elegy, which was a fantastic book by a guy named J.D. Vance. I think we ought to really try to get that guy. <laughs> our uh, fledgling uh, startup podcast here and see if he would be willing to come on. I mean, what's J.D. Vance doing right now? He's doing what every other author is doing, sitting around the house, right? I mean, he could help a brother out. He could help a brother out. I think. So anyway, he's from Ohio and his, his family is from Kentucky and I can relate growing up in Ohio and uh, family from Kentucky and talking about poor white folks, which mm -hmm. in my point of view, we don't talk enough about poor white folks. Nah, they get lost in the mix. I'll admit that. Right? Yeah, for sure. We discussed so, the whole white privilege thing. How are you going to tell somebody that's living in a trailer with holes in it that they got white privilege, right? So, well, I know I'm not going to. Nah, me neither. I'm be honest with you. So. Yeah. Well, you you did say it's an economic thing that helped clear it up. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So, um, hey, uh, I also watched Tiger King. What? I did. So Sunday, Rebecca and I just just God, I don't I don't think we made it off that couch, did we? No, we were on that couch like all day. Got up a couple times. What was that? 
Well, Rebecca's a runner, so she got up and she went and ran in the morning. <laughs> which I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, I'm with her. Yeah, but uh, she did that, and then we we plopped ourselves down on the couch. Didn't really even talk about it. I just turned it on, and next thing you know, we sat there all day and watched every episode. Oh yeah. Have you seen any of it? Every single bit of it, yes. Sir. Okay, good. All right, I didn't know you saw. So here's my question for you: Could there ever be a black Tiger King? Hell no. <laughs> Those are the most messed up white folk I have ever seen in my life. Like, like if anyone of any other uh, ethnic background other than me called me like a crazy white guy or something like that, I'd be like, "You seen Tiger King? Because I ain't crazy. Those folk are crazy. They make the Beverly Hillbillies look like intellectuals, dog. On it, that that's a rough, rough show. I enjoy every minute of it, though. Every minute. Like, I can't even see. I can't even see, I don't know, I can't see any black person jumping into a cage with tigers or any type of animals like that that might like grab a hold of them and just start dragging them around like like a rag doll. Like I can't even, I can't, like you don't turn on Discovery. It's not a channel I really watch all that much, but I can't imagine turning on Discovery and seeing like, a, a black Steve Irwin got rested. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing, uh, especially you're just thinking about a Western view of it all, because in like Africa, them cats live with them all the time. I mean, I got a, a friend, a fam family friend, I mean, real close with him from uh, Nigeria, and, and he talks about he was from the city. His wife lived in a village right outside of Nigeria, but they would deal with wild animals all the time. I mean, like... Yeah, but that's not Tiger King. They're not doing that because they're trying to put together a, a, no, no, no. a slash cult. I mean, yeah. those people just, they wrote people in. And <laughs> they, they grab a hold of them and it's amazing. I, I think that that type of personality, I see it reflected in three types of people. Run it. Okay. All right. So you've got, <laughs> you've got the Tiger King zookeepers. Mm -hmm. You got the televangelists, mm. and then you got politicians. <laughs> hey, listen, it's the same skill set for all those folks. Am I wrong? I would agree one hundred percent on that. Well, yes, sir. Right, you got to be an entertainer. You got to be a little bit of a bser, and, and you got to be full of yourself more than anything else. I mean, full of yourself in order to really engage in that kind of activity. Yeah, I love the fact that when that lady got her arm ripped off. That the one guy went and put on a, a medic jacket <laughs> and the shirt. People talk about the jacket, but he had a, 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 a EMT shirt on, right? Yeah, like you right got full of yourself to run that game. Yeah, right over top of the uh, black or the uh, pink sequins that he had on. I'm sure. <laughs> I love that show, brother. That has captivated America, and yeah. thank you it came out when it did. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Yeah, well, they they did hit the they did strike while the iron's hot. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, and Rebecca tells me that there's going to be another one. Did, did you hear this? There's supposed yeah. to be a, an, an additional episode. Yeah, another episode. Okay. Yeah, I heard that last night. I'm thinking, yeah, I will wait with bated breath to watch that, brother. Yeah, man, absolutely. So, what, are you binging anything right now? Nah, not really. I mean, for the most part, we um watching movies. I mean, I'll openly admit that I got a, a fire stick that has some uh, liberties attached to it. And so mm -hmm. we've been, I watch a movie here and there, try to avoid the news. 
You know, I, I take a little bit in in the morning and none throughout the day. I mean, like I run from it like a free slave dog on it throughout the day. If I if I flip over from a movie and the, and, and the news is on, I will click the button fast as all get out to get it away. Just put it on any other channel. Yeah. I just been reading for the most part. So tell me something good to watch. Cue ball. I know Did you we talk about that? Cue ball? Did you watch it yet? You sent me a text of it. Man, it's fantastic. Yeah. So if you're looking for something, well, listen, I mean, you know, for you and I, being folks that have worked in the criminal justice system forever, mm-hmm. it probably really is something that you and I would like, but it's just a great look at people's lives that are in prison. Yeah. yeah it's really fantastic, man. And you know, one, one, one of the times we should talk about how this whole COVID thing, the re, the prison reaction to the COVID thing, because I've, I've heard some from some friends and some of the agencies I have contracts with about how they're engaged and it is, whew. It's scary, to say the least. The reaction is going on there. Yeah, yeah. There's my buddy Jimmy uh, that, that uh, said poverty has no color. He, he must be talking about. Uh, we were talking about hillbilly elegy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Man, yeah. That that's the biggest thing too. And it, it, if we can stop and recognize that one key thing, I think we can unite as, at, at some levels, right? At least at the poor folk level. And stop fighting one another. Yeah. Everybody got their own road to hope. You know what I mean? And that, that kind of ties into what we're gonna talk about tonight, all them phrases. But uh everybody got their own road to hope, man. Let me write that one down. A long road to hoe, right? Their their own road to hope. Oh, their own road to hoe. Yeah. Yeah. You're like you out in the field and um, you know, you you, you get you get your, your 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 task assigned to you, you got your road that you gotta hoe. Well, Ain't nobody else gonna be hoeing your road. <laughs> they got their own road to hold. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, okay. So let me throw out one of mine then. All right. And, and I'd really like for uh, people to who are watching right now live to go into that uh, text or chat box there and um, and write us a comment and let us know maybe what one of your favorite sayings uh, might be. Like some people uh, chimed in already. Like last night when I posted that we'd be talking about this. Hmm. Oh, look at here, Glenn. Glenn said, uh, don't get above your raisin. You ever heard of that one? Yes. You have. What does that mean? I, I've never heard of that one before. Don't, don't act out of character, man. You know what your folks you know what your folks raised you to do. You know what I mean? So th- don't get brand new on nobody. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't I get like brand that. new on nobody. Yeah. So um, let me see. The first one was uh was my friend Teresa. Mm-hmm. And uh I think we're going to have Teresa on, on, on this Thursday, by the way. And, uh, one of her favorites is, uh, can't make this up. You ever say that? I like something that just absolutely blows your mind. And you say, yeah, that's, that's a common phrase, man. That, that, that's yeah. all over the place. Not to, to, to uh, devalue it, which is the, the comments you thought of, but that, that's all over the place. Yeah. And I think the one that got us all started here was maybe even last week when I was saying, Instead of like saying Trump is an evil murderer, mm-hmm. I mean, if you really just don't like what he's doing that bad, just say that Southern, classic Southern statement, bless your heart. Bless, bless his heart. But you said uh, their own road to hoe. So here's one that my kids know. I don't know how mm-hmm. old it is, but I heard someone say this in a training class one time years ago, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I took it. And this has become a statement that my kids know for sure. And that is that fair 
is a place you take a pig to win a blue ribbon. <laughs> I like that, but that was pretty good. And, and, and under our current circumstances right now, I've actually uh, amended that. And I have said, the fair is canceled. <laughs> the fair is canceled. I don't yeah. want to hear about the fair, right? Because uh, I mean, life is just so difficult, you know, and life is not fair. I know that people don't like to hear that. Oh, yeah, Rebecca. I love this. Rebecca uh, just chimed in, too. This, this is her. She says, a fair is a ball hit between first and third. I do like that one. That's pretty cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So at our house, that's that's uh, that that's a major one right there. I don't yeah, want to hear that. Oh, wow, that, that's pretty good. But, yeah, so if I go out of town and I see something maybe that uh, one of my kids would like, am I obligated to not only get that for one child, but spend more money on something else for the other child just because that's fair? Nah. And, and the thing of fair is a false analogy anyway. I mean, like it's, it, it's, it's unattainable, right? I mean, and, and let's talk about equity, right? Equity really fits more so in the equation when it talks about distributing things. So equity is not we all get the exact same thing or we get equal portion. George, you're a small man. Not saying that in a bad way, right? I mean, like, I love you like a fat kid love cake, but uh, the, 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 you're not as big as I am. So if we both went, if we were both offered food, your portion wouldn't be equal to mine because I'm a bigger guy, I require more. Fairness, equality is we both get a portion, right? Uh, uh, fairness is uh, I get the portion that's like, I guess, commiserate with, with what I would demand. Does that make sense? Yes, it totally makes sense, but you lost me at saying that I'm a small man because <laughs> in comparison to me, in comparison to me, at six foot, at six foot, two hundred pounds, uh, <laughs> I am not a small individual. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, I would like to be smaller. Actually, I need to get back on my bicycle and, and start pedaling away and lose some more weight again, like I did a couple years ago. But uh, no, I get what you're saying. It's funny though because. My kids know that I'm going to say that fair is a place to take a pig to win a blue ribbon. So mm -hmm. they won't say that's fair. My son has said to me, dad, that's not equal or that's not equitable. Smart kid, right? He, yeah. He's going to pull out another synonym. So I, I, mean, like that. I like that. Yeah. You raised yeah. a very sharp kid on that one. That's right. That's yeah. right. So I, I like the fair thing, and especially the one about um, between hit between th first and third. I'm gonna use that. And I ain't giving her no credit what I do. I'm gonna tell you that right now. But um, so I, I I grew up with a lot of phrases, man. I mean, a ton of them, and it's just kind of funny because I do them in trainings just naturally. You know, I don't have a script or anything, but it just come out. And people are always like, "Man, we need to create a book on that. <clears throat> we need to just keep a chart of Reggie's stands." And I, I think. I don't think it's unique. I think it's if, you, if you're from the South, you, you probably got a whole book of these things that you can probably pull out at any given time. Like, yeah, I, yeah, that's right. Because uh, even um, even Tracy here, uh, she said she called this uh, Southernisms, right? Yeah. Smiling like a mule eating briars. I, I, I've heard smiling like a chew, mule chewing cud. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I mean, they're all over the place. But the thing is, we do such a great job in the South of like painting a picture with our words that I, it's. I think it's more impactful in the conversation. 
Like people, it, it lands on people a different way. Like yeah, I, yeah. Like I don't want to, I don't want to rank it up there with uh, Jesus telling a parable, but no. it's like it, it is, um, it is more impactful. That's for sure. It paints a, a picture. Yeah, because if I tell you I want you to be quiet, I want you so quiet I can hear a rat pissing on cotton. Pretty <laughs> cool statement, right? I mean, like you can you you get an image of what I'm looking for in in my request, right? Right. Well, right. I say that all the time, boy. So quiet that you can hear a rat pissing on cotton. That's hilarious. That's I do. I love the one. See, well, I don't know. I want everyone who's listening to know that uh, you and I are just totally kicking it, right? Like, there's no prep here. We're just we're just kicking it. Now, <laughs> we talked last week for 73 minutes, I think it was. We hung up and then took about a 15 minute break, <laughs> and then we were back on the phone again yeah. for like another 30 or 40 minutes before we went to bed. Like, and we were not talking about, hey, how did the show go? And no. uh, what else should we do next? We're just, we're just totally. Uh, just running our miles, man. That's exactly right. Thank you, Rebecca, for lending me your husband during my time of need. She's over there on the couch laughing right now. So <laughs> I'm glad that I can uh, be that one to, uh, to meet that need, Reggie. That's for sure. But so I thought about it afterwards. I thought, oh, I know what we need to do next week. We just need to share some of our favorite sayings. Yeah. And then the next day, believe it or not, uh, for everybody listening, we were on the phone again. And you said, you said something to the effect of, uh, that boy is so dumb, he couldn't pour piss out of a boot if the instructions were on the heel. Yep. And my mom used to say that all the time, for real. And I about fell over. I about <laughs> fell over laughing because I forgot about that this is what I wanted to talk about. And then there you go. <laughs> and again, it's not like I, it's a script. I don't pull them out. Of my, this is a perfect place for that. It's just running my mouth and, and just being real or being myself, I should say. It, all of them saying started coming out. And think about that, though. If the instructions are on the heel and you still can't pull the piss out of the boot, you you, you got to you, you, you feel to sort of a picnic, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. The beer is sort of a six pack. So what, what, what else you got, man? What other uh, saying? Oh, I got a bunch of like this one didn't come from my family. I was doing a train down in Mississippi and I was talking with this guy. And he looked at me. And he said, you know what, son? I kept asking a bunch of questions. He said, there's two types of business. None of your damn and mind your own. <laughs> I love that one, man. I, that, that stuck with me for a while. And then my mom used to say all the time, uh, uh, I ain't worried about her. A cow needs his tail to fan flies more than once. Now, nice. Think about that one, man. That, 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 that's a beautiful kind of strong statement. Yeah. It's passive in nature, but at the same time, pretty clear in what it's trying to communicate. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, without saying expletives, um, ain't ish slick to a can of oil. You ever heard that before? No, I don't think I have. I, I, I had to take a second to uh, process that because you're. I know it takes a minute, right? You know, so I put the word "explicit" next to it when I upload this uh, this podcast. I appreciate it. So, yeah. my granddad, whenever we got around, and you think you can get away with something. They, they, they'll call you out on it. You know, they confront you, try to get you to, to stand up for what you said. I mean, what you did. And, and if you're still lying, they'd be like, boy, ain't, ain't ish slick to a can of oil. And I thought, wow, that's a, as I got older, that say it meant so much more to me. Like when my son tried to run game and I know he ain't done nothing, I'll sit there and listen for a minute. And I usually pull that out on him more times than once. Boy, ain't nothing slick to a can of oil, man. So do you get where that's coming from? I mean, Yeah, you, absolutely. Absolutely. 
I'm thinking about uh, I'm thinking about Mr. Troy. Mr. Troy lived across the street from from my family for 15 years, mm-hmm. uh, right right here in Inverness, right after Rebecca and I got married in our first house, and uh, I would just go over and sit with him. When he passed away, he was uh, 85 years old, and just a guy that you would want to go sit and listen to. I talk about him in my training classes, right? Mm-hmm. So just just picture this: I've got in my training class. Uh, people who, let's say, have had brilliance confirmed upon them in the form of a master's degree. Yeah. And they might be in their early 20s. And now they're called a counselor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you think I'm going to talk to you, you are out of your cotton picking mind. Let's just say that. You're out of your mind. I'm not talking to you. What life experience do you have? Like, I'll hook you up to go talk to some teenagers. <laughs> I can tell them where they're at, but I just I just can't do it. Mm. Like no, there's never been a time in human history in the in the village where someone said, "Hey, uh, I know Mr. Troy sitting over there across the street, 85 years old, uh, married for 65 years, fought in Korea, uh, eighth grade education. It didn't go back to school because no one asked." <laughs> so I didn't go and uh, ran a small business, raised two children. Uh, I know he's sitting over there across the street, but you don't go talk to him. I mean, he's got like an eighth grade education. You need to go talk to so and so over there, Sally, who's got a who's 22 years old with a master's degree. <gasps> no, no, thank you. Not <laughs> yeah. he, would, he would say, he would say all kinds of stuff. Now, he grew up in Arkansas and Sometime in Indiana as well. Uh, he would tell me, he tells great stories. We would love to go to Golden Corral with he and Miss Lorraine and just hear some of their wisdom and hear about life growing up. I remember him saying, Some people will climb a tree to tell a lie instead of standing on the ground to tell the truth. <laughs> I like that one too, for real. Yeah. And I, I got a phrase for you in, in, in what you're expressing in the sense of trusting that sage wisdom over some newly minted uh, master's degree. Uh, well, my mom would say, boy, I ain't going to listen to you. You still got milk on your breath. Nice. Some lack on your breath or something along those lines, right? Yeah. You know? yeah. It, it, I don't know. Growing up, why they came up with all these phrases or where it came from, who knows? But I'm going to tell you, I, it, it really has influenced me. And I, I kind of live my life by a lot of these things too. Like, you know, a wise man knows his limitations and stuff like that. And But uh, one of the ones I remember my Uncle Richard told me the day before I got married, and, and it stuck with me. He said um, to a couple of things. He said, one, don't marry the one you're in love with. Marry the one that, that's in love with you. And I was like, yeah. what? He said, because if you marry the one you're in love with, you're going to be chasing after her all the rest of your days. But if you marry the one that's in love with you, you're going to grow to love her over time. But he also said, um, if they do it for you, they'll do it to you. Now that one stuck with me, and yeah, I'm sure you've heard that one before, right? Sure, sure. Right. So that that I, I play that out in trainers all the time. When they tell me, "Oh, you're such a great trainer, and you're doing such a great job," I mean, I don't completely devalue that. But and when they start talking about how man that other trainer did blank blank blank, and man, you way better than them, I take that with a grain of salt, brother. Because if they do it for you, they'll do it to you. So the next train to come around, they're going to be telling that cat how much better he is than what I did in the last training they were with me, right? Yeah, man, because I get that in every class that I teach, man. 
absolutely. You're so much better than that last guy that was there. I think his name was Reggie or something like that. <laughs> lie again, partner, lie yeah. So, you know what? That also makes me think like I hear, it's not an old saying, but I hear people say, you can't rely on the same people who cause the problem to fix it. Mm. Right? Yeah, I hear that a lot when people are talking about politics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. like them too. Yeah. But, I, 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 I realized I got a whole laundry list. I ain't writing nothing down until we got on this thing, but uh, you want to hear some more? Yeah, man, let's hear it. All right. So um, a lot of times when my granddad was mad, he'd say, boy, I'm going to get at you so hard, you're going to dispute the day I was born on. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I still don't know what that means. I'm 47 years old, and I have no clue other than I guess I'm gonna hate him so much that I'm gonna challenge everything about it. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're just gonna you're gonna wish he didn't exist. <laughs> like I, I've certainly said, you're gonna you're gonna curse the day you were born. It's like <laughs> that's like saying I'm gonna get after you so bad you're gonna curse the day I was born. Right, right. I got that. Thank you for yeah. explaining that to me. Yeah. Like I used to tell my kids, like I tell my kids when um, when they were little, in particular. I mean, mm -hmm. it was better then. I would let them know. Let me tell you something. If you don't do what I'm telling you to do right now, you are going to have a six foot tall, 210 pound problem on your hands. Mm. And that is just not something you want. Mm. And yeah, generally they get busy. Yeah. I, but dude, so what are some phrases that you know? Man, I'm well, not love you, but give me some. Man, like I was always told, like it or lump it. Mm. I don't. I still don't even know what that is. Lump it. I, I, I really just don't even get that part. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. um, hold one one hand and uh, poop in the other. See which one fill up first. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I was told that uh, I don't care if you're mad. You can scratch your mad place. <laughs> what the God? I, I have no idea. I mean, I, all I can think of is that maybe you know. A, a, if you have some sort of irritation, yeah, that might feel good to scratch it, right? So <laughs> if you're mad, then you can just find that mad place and scratch it, I guess, and make yourself feel better, I guess. I, I, I don't know. So you telling me as a, as a, as a black southern man, I got more phrases. I, I shouldn't say that, that like it's a competition, but I think I tend to hold a few more of these than, than you do. I don't know why that would surprise you. I don't know. I mean, I mean you. <clears throat> you call yourself a poor black man from Mississippi. I, I mean, I came from the middle of a cornfield in Madison County, Ohio. I don't, okay, I don't okay. know. It wasn't, it wasn't a, there wasn't a ton of that uh, type of wisdom. I, I think I probably heard it more from my relatives that were from Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. We're transplants for sure. What uh, like I we hear things like what was Rebecca what uh, <laughs> Granny said yeah you know if you if you have a Southern grandma from Kentucky then that's that's Granny or that's Mamma right yeah. and the Pap or Papaw right so we had Granny and Pap Papaw and uh, seem to remember Granny saying uh, that that someone was madder than a burnt toad chicken. <laughs> I've never we heard uh yeah Rebecca's helping me out over here. She's sitting on the couch reminding me. Um meaner than a sore tailed bear. Oh yeah, I'd heard that one. I'd, you I'd, heard that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well that makes me feel better. Maybe that one made the rounds a little bit. That was, wasn't something that someone in my family made up. 
one time. No, 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 no. And um, tighter than a frog's tail. Or uh, it's a little more vulgar if you really get down into the nails. But you can get. Yeah, I'm, pick, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yes, 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 yes. Well, yeah. Okay, and okay, so um, a friend of mine, a white gentleman down in Mississippi, he said one one time I'd never heard before. It made me laugh so hard. He he was arguing with somebody, and they kept going back and forth. He said, man, I'm going to tell you something. If I tell you a duck can pull that truck, shut the uh, up and hook the duck up. <laughs> I've never heard that one before, but I'd be like, seriously, that was a perfect phrase. And everybody I know back home does this. My brother is guilty as all sin of him. Mean, he loved to drop like, like nuggets in the wind. And, and every white person I know, Dr. Ford, I mean, Coach Hobson, I mean, like everybody kind of spits this out. Well, not only does it paint a picture, but it also brings a little bit of levity to the situation too. You're, you're still you're conveying, like in that one you just said, you're basically saying you need to do what I told you to do. Pretty much. Yeah, and it's a little bit better saying whatever. However, you just articulated that. That was a little too much for me to say right off the top of my head again. But that that that's a little bit more uh, fun way to say it than. Um, well, this reminds me of one that, that I always say, and I don't know if this is not necessarily like a Southern statement, but it, it, anyway, look at it, it's a truism, and that is that many truths are spoken in jest. Mm. I like that one. I, I, I've heard that before. I, I wouldn't say that that's unique to the Southern realm. So. No, it probably isn't, but like if someone says something to me and they're laughing and it has just a little shred of truth to it and they're being uh, uh, very – critical, very judgmental, something like that, or really, or giving me unsolicited advice or something like that. You know, a lot of people will do that. And they're just trying to be slick. Yeah. yeah they give themselves that little out where they can say, no, 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 no. I was just playing. I was just playing. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I won't let them off the hook. No, you weren't. <laughs> you absolutely were not playing. When that plays into one of my granddads say, well, hell ain't half fool. Whenever, whenever you do something you ain't got no business doing, or, you know, you, you step out of pocket, it's, well, you know hell ain't half full. You get where you're going with that one, right? Hell, hell ain't half full. There's plenty of space for you down there, partner. Keep doing it. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And I think that sometimes the juice is worth the squeezing. I mean, I remember that one. I don't even know where that one came from, but that that, that kind of jumps out at me a lot. And um, I don't know. I mean, just I, I love them. It, it really and truly is kind of the way I live my life. I think it separates me in the classroom a lot of times and more times than not because everybody, nobody does the Reggie phrases. Well, at least they ain't crazy enough to drop them in class as much as I do. So let's talk about this book, man. We need to write this book here. You see oh, how I just in inserted myself into that? We need to write this book here <laughs> and uh, we need to go take this uh, road show here. Uh, out and about after COVID nineteen, and and have this discussion in coffee shops everywhere, and hawk the book. Nah, I mean, because the, the thing is, it ain't gonna sell in the South, partner. I'm, all I'm doing is just robbing and biting things that people say all the time. Hey, man, the South's only a quarter of the nation. Not in my world. <laughs> right, <laughs> for real, dude. I, I think about this a lot, and I, no way will I malign the state that I'm in. I love Minnesota. We just talked about this kind of leading into the broadcast. That um, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity here. There's a lot of, I mean, it's just it's a good place to live in a lot of different ways. But man, there's nothing like the South. 
I mean, nothing like this. My son lives down there now, and because he goes to school in Southern Miss, <clears throat> and when this pandemic first broke out, he didn't even want to come home. Only reason why he came home is because they canceled spring practice. It, he just stayed down there and rolled this thing out, it's just because it's simpler living. I mean, you kind of know where, where you stand with folks. I mean, there's some two faces and some backbiting stuff to go on, but nowhere near like it is outside of the South, man. Where, like, you, you can go in a house, sit down with a person, they'll invite you in and then burn the dishes when you leave out of there because they can't stand it. But you had no clue that that was going on when you first went into the joint, right? Would you agree in Florida, you know where you stand with the folks that you interact with? Yeah, absolutely. Especially in my community where I am in, in Central Florida. Yeah, sure. We're, we're like three counties north of Tampa. We are in a rural community, but it's a whole different ball game when I go down to Miami. I mean, the more south you go, yeah, in Florida, the more south you go, the more north it gets. I, I like that. That's a beautiful way of looking at it. Yeah, beautiful. man, and they they can keep that. They transplanted themselves there. Yeah, they can keep that down there. And then the Panhandle. I like the Panhandle too. Um, that's really south up there, man. That's real southern there. Oh yeah, you you get all the drawl and. But the thing about it is, is the folksiness of it. And I know that, you know, you talk about that, that can be somewhat, you know, patronizing at times, but seriously, people genuinely look out for one another. And it crosses cultures. I ain't, that ain't to say that some white person gonna have me in their house and we gonna be best friends for the rest of our lives. But uh, it, for the most part, it, there is some transition there. I mean, I'm reconnected with a friend that I hadn't seen in 20 something years, man. Guy named Steve Gunn, nice, Cool guy in college when I met him, I thought he was the coolest thing since sliced bread. White gentleman, like he took me to Mardi Gras for the first time. I, mean, I slept in his house. Like he didn't care about me being black. He he didn't take me down as a novelty either. We just got along, and he took me around as people, and they embraced me as one of their own. Now, if I tell that story up here, oh, they swear I'm lying. Like I'm lying, like it's a sport. You know what I mean? Like I, I got to be telling the truth. No, people back home just genuinely, they just care about one another. Not everybody, because there's no absolutes, but you, there's this community feeling that takes place, right? And, and that just doesn't happen outside of the South. I think, I think by and large that that sentiment is, uh, for the most part, it is all over the country. I think it is. It's it's much more concentrated in the South. I'm not going to deny that at all. And and that's why I don't ever want to live anywhere other than the South, quite honestly. But, uh, you know, when I hear about all the division in our country and all the craziness and uh, this group's violent against that group. And listen, you and I both travel a lot. We've been all over this country. And for the most part, I see people getting along. I don't think it's as bad out there as what people say. <clears throat> in that book you're reading, Moral Landscape, he's, he talks about uh, there's probably nothing more crucial to hum- human survival than cooperation. And yeah. I think we, I think everyone kind of knows that. And yeah. just, just sort of uh, almost instinctively uh, keep some level of cooperation. Yeah, they might someone might tick you off a little here and there, but you, you got to know that your survival basically depends on you being able to cooperate well with other people. That's for well, sure. I, I would ask you, uh, I, I would counter that by saying 
yes, there's good everywhere. And the rest of the nation ain't evil. But I'm going to tell you, when you go to places where there's more economic opportunities, where there's more resources, where there's more, I don't know, just there's more abundance of things, you start seeing a deeper division. I mean, seriously. I mean, it, it, it and that's just from my own experience. I can't there's no need to pull together. What's that? There's no need to pull together. Absolutely. But I can do it on my own. I can do it on my own. I don't need a village. Thank you. In those places, instead of it takes a village to raise a child, you're protecting your child from the village. <laughs> oh, preach, brother, preach. Absolutely. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. All right, uh, so we really wanted to uh, shorten this up a little bit. And uh, so I think we're going to end right there. What if you had to say there's one saying that was most important, Reggie, out of all the ones that you said tonight, what, what do you think it would be? I don't know, man. I mean, like, um, the one that, that sticks to me like glue is that if they do it for you, they'll do it to you. And why? I mean, living my life through that value system, it means that if somebody's talking bad about another person, I ain't gonna hate them. I ain't gonna judge them either. I just, I ain't about to engage on a deeper level with them. You don't know me, right? My, my brother used to say all the time, I ain't, and my uncle too, I ain't nobody to lie to, right? You ain't gonna gain nothing from lying to me. So if you sit here and you'll bash someone that I don't know to me, you're going to do that to me when you get around other folks. So I ain't about to give you too much dirt on me, right? I mean, you, whatever you say going to be something you made up. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah, listen, if if if, uh, if you hear someone bashing me, it, it will only be a matter of time until it's your turn. Oh, That's you all going right, but <laughs> It will be your your number will get drawn eventually. That's that's oh, yes, sir. You are and, and I'll say what I think what Drake said. I think it was Drake said, if you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. <laughs> <laughs> that's something to end this joint on. That's right, that's right. I think we'll end it right there. You know, I didn't get to talk about my favorite one from you though, and that is if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Oh, you but, don't write about that partner. So. So, so we might need some sponsors on this at some point, Reggie. Or maybe <laughs> you and I need to turn this into uh, soliciting some diversity training for companies somewhere. Well, we can travel around and, and, and train uh, big corporations how to get along with one another. Absolutely, brother. I think because, because what I hear is that the research shows that there's absolutely zero efficacy to any diversity training that's out there, period. Because it's not training, it's just presentations, though. Yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah. All right, man. Um, well, I appreciate you, man. So we're going to try to uh, we're going to try to come back on Thursday this week. Yeah. We're going to try to bump this up maybe a couple days a week, and because uh, we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> we're going to do it anyway. I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. I, so, tonight, probably. What you talking probably. about? So we'll we'll try to get back on here Thursday, eight o'clock. I got a good friend of mine, Teresa. She's been talking about being on the podcast, and she wants to talk a little. Uh, impact of Corona outside of death, she told me. So uh, that I think that'll be an interesting discussion. So uh, hopefully folks will tune back in live on Facebook on Thursday night at eight o'clock. And then uh, what I'll do is I'll upload tonight's uh, discussion, our broadcast up to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So go on there and subscribe and we would greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, till next time, all my small minded friends. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the uh, for the tagline. You owe him a quarter. Later, right brother. There. I owe him a quarter right there. Yes, sir. All right. See you.